The Rebrand Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Welcome to the Rebrand Podcast, and I Hear Everything production. This podcast tells the stories of world-changing marketing campaigns as told by the people who build them. In each episode, you'll hear a brilliant marketer talk through the strategy, framework, and tactics used to elevate their brands to new heights. Ready to hear untold stories behind the brands you love? Then sit back, relax, and get ready for the Rebrand Here's the host of the Rebrand Podcast, the CEO of the Harkey Group, Scott Harkey. Welcome to the Rebrand Podcast. As you know, we tell untold stories of world-changing brand campaigns as told by the marketers who've built them. I'm your host and founder, Scott Harkey of the Harkey Group. Joining us is Melitin Ryden, who is the EVP of Art Design at Deutsch New York. As you probably know, audience, Deutsche New York has been in the business of building brands since 1969. Happens to be one of my favorite agencies, very well-known agency. We got into last episode, a great conversation with Melton Ryden about a really interesting brand in the skincare and acne space. And we talked about Differin, the brand they are working with, and, and really kind of an interesting brand refresh and talent challenge with timing and everything else. But today we want to get into some work with H&M. I know you've all heard of that brand, H&M. And not just any brand campaign for H&M. Let's talk about an H&M recruitment campaign. And it was, this was actually a campaign from TBWA. And so we're, let's, let's just jump right back into it. Melton Ryder, let's, let's go. Talk to me about H&M. How was it working on that campaign? How long ago was this? What was the brief? Why do you need to recruit people to go to H&M? Is it like retail? Like, give us the 411. Lay this out for us. All right. I'll give you the skinny, Scott. So H&M, they're amazing clients. Our team at TBWA has been working with them on their brand strategy and positioning. So we were really working on the architecture of this company and really establishing their values and their vision. They approached us to do a recruitment campaign. They were finding that not a lot of people wanted to work in retail. So we took a look at how we can approach this. I mean, when you think about a recruitment campaign, it's something that's just really buried in a company or a brand's website. It's something that you might find in the classified ads, not entirely sexy. Like you have to look for the jobs at the places that you want to work at. So we had a different approach. We wanted to create a campaign for H&M at the quality and the integrity and beauty of any of their commercial campaigns, using a great photography, featuring people, featuring fashion, and really using the media to put that out there in the world. So that was what was different about this campaign and, and ultimately what made it revolutionary in terms of recruitment is that it was personal. Mm. And what I mean by that, and again, to the pragmatic recruitment campaigns that we're used to, to seeing or not seeing, if you will, we're blasting this into the world. Those obviously decisions on where to work are based on compensation, benefits, 
onus incentives, advancement opportunities, all of those things are really pragmatic and functional, you know, and, and H&M, they can say all of that and they do, but we wanted to hear it from the actual employees, like what makes it a place that you want to work at? We live in a transactional world. So much of even my own purchase behaviors are based on the experiences and recommendations of others. You know, so why not take this approach? If somebody's going to, you know, say, hey, Scott, you got to check this out. It's like the best falafel in the city. Go, you know, go. Then you're going to go. But you're probably not going to respond to that falafel from just seeing an advertisement for it. People trust people for sure. (laughs) They do trust people. People trust people. Sort of sometimes, mostly. (laughs) Mostly. Well, we we hope so. We hope so. But in this instance, it, it wasn't this Goliath retailer talking at you. You know, it was the experience of the people who work there Smart. advocating yep. for why they work there. And, I'm, you know, I'm talking about the emotional stuff here. So what we did is really took the opportunity to meet these people and create a campaign around them. And they were the advocates for the brand. Hmm. OK, so where do most people get recruitment messaging wrong in your mind? Well, it's just, it's dry. It's really functional. It's almost like another department sometimes does it, right? It's like not your brain creating yeah. agency. It's like somebody else does it and it just looks like shit. It's not really part of the brand. It's not really thought through. Yeah. It, you know what? And it's even a, a, an entirely different website. I mean, most of it is just sort mm-hmm. of funneled through careers.com. Mm-hmm. And listen, we did that too. It, you know, if you mm-hmm. responded to the link, then it would it would take you there. But that wasn't the only avenue. I think good recruitment advertising can also be reinforcing why the brand is and should be a part of your life, too. I mean, they sometimes can be the same secondary, at least, messaging behind it, you know? Well, it, it seems like it doesn't matter what company it is. They'll all have the same script. But, you know, people that are in H&M clothes saying why H&M is a good place to work obviously reinforces why the brand H&M is so cool, too. I mean, their people represent the brand, obviously, in, in a lot of ways, because especially in retail, it's still a, a mall-driven brand. I mean, I'm, I know they have e-commerce, but I'm sure you see the people there, and they're a big part of the brand. So advocating from a recruitment message, but also people that see the recruitment message, also, I'm sure, people that like the brand and wear the clothes. Like, it seems like it's part of the same brand family a little bit. I love that you say that because it's it's true. You know, their employees are their customers 100%. and vice versa. Their yeah. customers are their employees. So in with this particular campaign, we met them where they are. We use even their, their packaging as media, like all mm. of their bags. Anybody walking out of the store, that bag became a billboard saying, for example, everything in this bag is 20% off. Mm. And, you know, that gets eyeballs. Wait, what is that? For well, sure. that's because you have employee discounts. Like I'm 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 telling you, there's we we put them on hang tags. The hang tags on every garment had the employee pricing. The receipts mm. had the employee pricing. Wow. So you're so you're wow. really just you're just getting right in there. It was great. I mean, you still had things in, for example, like tattoo shops. And we did, you know, the college tours and mm-hmm. you know, all all of that, but we are meeting them where they are. I'm glad you said that again cuz I was going to I was going to re-say that like meet them where they are. And I think that's such an important sales message. There's a book that I read that is my favorite book of all time for people in the agency business that pitch business. It's called Pitch Anything by Orrin Clapp. I don't know if you read that book, but it's it's fascinating. Not yet. 
it's about this, like, I think he was in private equity or I don't know, VC or whatever, something that's not as cool as what we do. But his pitches were insane. And there's all these stories of the pitches. And one of the big takeaways I had from that book is how to meet anybody within a pitch or that you're pitching business to where they're at. Sometimes you have a tendency to be subservient in a, in a pitch setting where you put the client above you or you put the person ahead of you for whatever reason. It, it, I think in some cases we do it, or at least I've done it in the past as, as a sign of respect, but it but ultimately didn't help me in the pitch. And I think in marketing, it's it's very similar. Like, And you don't want to come above somebody either and, and be condescending down to them. That's not going to work. But this book talks a lot about setting up scenarios and even things he did in pitches to make himself equal to his potential client and customers always about meeting them where they were at. And it's how you dress, how you talk. If any point in that process, they get above you, how to level set that up. And sometimes it can be uncomfortable. This is just a fascinating book. So when you said that, like meet people where they are, just, I think about that a lot in so many scenarios, marketing and sales from kind of a human psychology point of view. So I just, I just love that and wanted to maybe reiterate that for our, our audience. Yeah, abs- absolutely. And I truly believe that. And with that being said, a big part of the strategy was figuring out where to meet them. Mm. You know, some of the messages that we bury out in the world that these people encounter then didn't even know that they were looking for a job. And now all of a sudden they're seeing that, hey, there can be an opportunity there for me. And retail jobs, I'm not going to lie, like people are just thinking this is just a retail job. This is a stepping stone from one thing to the next or to get me through the summer. But a lot of the magic in this campaign was to show them that there really are careers here. It's not just being on the retail floor. There's so much more. There's visual merchandising. There's controllers. There's legal. Mm. So it was it was fascinating to, to create this. And we launched it like again. I had mentioned with the beauty and integrity of the campaign, we we created an internal campaign for the people to apply to be part of this campaign. And we got oh, that's cool. submissions all over. I'll we didn't bet. cherry I'll pick them. Excited, yeah. And, you know, we flew them to New York. We had an amazing photographer shoot them. You know, they're they're mm. like a shaking leaf in the first three seconds of mm-hmm. being on set. But like mm-hmm. five minutes later, you've got to drag them away. Like they just feel like a rock star. And, you know, we use their voices to talk about the brand. Five weeks vacation. Yes, please. Seeing your ideas come to life. Like, what does that even mean? Managing a multi-million dollar store at 25. These were the headlines. That's really cool. And it was just a photograph. And I have to tell you, it was supposed to be launched in three test markets. And unfortunately, but fortunately, they literally broke their recruitment tool. They got (laughs) hundreds of thousands of applications in the first week alone. They weren't prepared for that kind of response, which I guess is the better problem to have. High quality problem for sure. And, you know, this is quite a while ago. This is a few years back. And it was supposed to be just a test campaign. And now they have trademarked Place of Possible. Oh, wow. It's an ongoing, growing global campaign. It's just really amazing to see it in all of these different markets in Japan and China and India. They're opening and expanding quite quickly, as you can imagine. So... What once was a problem that they couldn't get anybody to apply for, air quotes here, just a retail job, they they couldn't keep up with 
vetting the applications. So I think that that was a proven success. And it's still going on today with a different creative director and photographer. Don't, too. don't be sleeping on recruitment campaigns. What a, what a, what a great, you know, thank you for sharing that. That was, that was awesome. I'll tell you, though, there's a couple of other brands that I'm seeing out there now that have recruitment campaigns. I will not say who that are strikingly similar <laughs> to what was done at H&M. But, you know, it's it's sort of like, um, you know, the safety videos on airplanes. Yeah. It used just to be a standard, but now it's like a creative opportunity. It's it's kind of like that. Yeah, every everything. I love it. All right. Well. Over time, that's going to wrap up this episode of The Rebrand. Big thanks to Milton Ryden, EVP in Art Design at Deutsch, New York. For Thank you for joining us. If you can't wait to our next episode, you want to learn more about Megan, you can find a link in our LinkedIn profile on our website at rerampod.com, or you can go check out their website at deutschnewyork.com. That's D-E-U-T-S-C-H-N-Y.com. Another link I want to tell you about in our show notes, if you didn't have a chance to take notes, of course, Rebrand Pods, everything you need. You can always find me on Instagram or Twitter or whatever else. It's just at Scott Harkey or Sharky AZ. Feel free to reach out. Love keeping this marketing audience going as we're building it. So remember, it's never too late to rebuild, reboot, or rebrand. <laughs>